Hi guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Officially the best Shrewsbury focused podcast in the whole world. Okay, I'm Alex Whiteley and today we've got a great task today of um, speaking to um, a very local band who you may remember we spoke to a part in the Quarry Park. We're going to be speaking to um, Chase in August. Uh, We hit it off really well after the uh, after they performed live and uh, I've, I've finally done it every time i take my mic around i'm like oh we'll get you on the biscuit for a feature feature episode doesn't always happen but it has today we made it happen um so we've been i've been listening to the music all week but not on my own i thought i would enlist the help of a good friend of mine from uh, los angeles uh, mr george lugo how are you man? Hey. how's it going alex how are you I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for helping me today. I know it's a different uh, show. Um, me and George usually uh, we, we cause havoc on um, Inglorious Barstools, <laughs> the other show that we have. Yeah, that we um, do. Before, yeah. The full complement of the team is there. There's George, Moose, and David Reddy. Um, uh, but this is music. This is what we love. So I thought it'd be great to bring you in. So thank you. I, I really appreciate you including me in this. It's, amazing. it's very special. And uh, I have a lot to, I have a lot of questions, and I have, you know, I'm hopefully maybe geek out a little bit because I did really find their music very, oh, it was a lot of fun to listen to actually. So yeah, we were joking just wait. before with the guys yeah. there back, back, backstage at the moment, like, uh, Oh, it's bleeding from the ears. It was terrible, but it really isn't. It really isn't. The music's fantastic. <laughs> the performance is great. Oh, we yeah. got some videos of from backstage at a party in the Quiet Park. You can see the energy, but let's meet the guys. Um, this is Chase and August. Uh, we've got Lewis, Alex, and Jack, how are you guys? You good? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, hey. We're all good. Thank you. <laughs> Doing great. Uh, now, guys, uh, I know you, you you guys have been busy in the studio uh, recording new stuff, new material, but we are in the height of festival season. Uh, it's the, the, the time of year where everybody wants to get out in the sun, drink a few beers, and dance around like idiots to music live. Um, Jack, how's, and how's that been for you guys? Have you been traveling an awful lot? We haven't, to be fair. Uh, we've, I mean, we've done kind of the the local ones. Uh, we did a, obviously the the food fest party in the park. We did a Bishop's Castle one, um, which we travelled down for that, and and that was like that turned out to be like crazy fun. Um, but we haven't, to be fair, because we're still we're still um, at the mercy of trying to find a full time drummer. So uh, when whenever we try and book and arrange gigs are like we've got to like run around like three or four different people going like is anyone free anyone free for this gig uh so yeah okay that must that must be a nightmare that you you want to go you want to go do these things and you need a drummer obviously you know it's i met your i met the the the, the guy that helped you drum a part in the park is he like a standing drummer that you guys can use as and when he's free yeah it's basically um he depths for us. He's one of we got like three people who who stand in and help out. Who they're all great in their own different way. So like the chemistry is always really different with with each one of them. Um, and Mike, who was it? Uh, who was it? Food was it? Food uh, food fest the in the park. That was the one. Yeah, um, yeah Mike. Um, when we played that, like it's so much fun because Mike just comes in. He just he just goes wild. He's like an animal. It's great. Um, and so it's amazing, but. This is the this is the trouble with because they're all such talented individuals that they're all like, I'm okay, I'm uh, I'm good to help out, but they've got lots of they've got lots on because they are very talented. So nice, nice. Yes. Well, well, hopefully you find a drummer soon. Um, what we could do is 
go around and um, uh, let the band actually introduce what what role they play in the band. So we'll start off with Lewis. Um, but Lewis, what are you, what are you in the band? What are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the rumble down under. I'm the bass player. Uh, I've been in the band since last August, so uh, just about twelve months now. Okay, fairly new, fairly new. Uh, Alex. Uh, yeah, I'm the lead guitarist, um, and I do predominantly quite a lot of the backing vocals as well. Uh, and I've been in the band since 2019 in July, so a fair bit of time now. And to be mm. fair, Al, Al does backing vocals, but like, oh, they are chef's kiss, man. <laughs> like, I find, if I ever listen to the music, I find myself singing Alex's backing parts because I prefer them <laughs> over my own parts. <laughs> so... Al is uh, Al's backing vocals are are the flavour flavour in my opinion. Thanks, mate. Yeah, just throwing compliments. Um, I'm Jack. Sorry, uh, I'm the lead singer and rhythm guitarist. I started the band way back in 2015, I think it was. Wow. Um, it was under a different name. It's been through a few lineup changes. It started predominantly just me and an acoustic guitar, but um, but where we are now the sound the live set all of that good stuff like this is this is chasing august the it's nothing without the hazarski boys um <laughs> so yeah so this this now is is chasing august sound and i i do feel like you've got you're on to something there with your sound and what i've got is i hope i didn't get pulled on youtube for this I don't know, but I've got a clip <laughs> uh, backstage at Party in the Park singing my favourite song that you've released so far is, is Stop the Cavalry. Uh, we'll, we'll take a look at this and uh, hopefully the, the listeners and the viewers at home can get a, get a vibe of the energy from you guys. Here we go. This is from Party in the Park. <laughs> That should stop. It just stops. I was gonna like stops. No editing skills there from what on that one. Just stops. Just what? Look at the look at the chemistry between you guys. You're having so yeah. much fun there. Look, looks like you guys are having a blast up there. That looks so so much yeah. fun. We love we it. really do thrive in a live environment. I think, don't we? We we absolutely yeah. love it. I think it helps as well, doesn't it? Like we, I mean, obviously, Alan, Lou are brothers, but I mean, the three of us, we get on so well. We've got such good chemistry personally and and it's something Al really touched on when he joined the band like he was so adamant about like we should spend some time together outside of the band and do stuff and and we had such um such a connection like the second I met him um that it was what we'd known each other for years wasn't it it really really was man it was so strange and it just transpires on stage and then Having Lou come in, I mean, Lou is essentially, he's just energy in a skin suit. It's like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> like, no one can be unhappy around Lou. Yeah. <laughs> li- like, literally. No. I mean that in a complimentary way. You know, I love you. Yeah, it sounds but so like, sinister when you say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but it is one of them where it's like, you can't, um, you can't not be happy around Lou. So, 
he just brings he just brings that to everything. So when we're on stage, it is stupid fun. There's a if we clip. if we could if we could take a step back really quick, because you said you started your band in, in 2015, and you were like it was like a solo thing, right? And you're doing acoustics. At what point were you like you want to transition and reach out and, and and actually introduce more people into your band and maybe change the sound? Yeah, it was. Um, it was interesting because I used to have a band years ago and I loved I loved that band and never thought I'd have another band like it or anything like that. Um, I put out a, a solo acoustic record and someone reached out to me and was like, this is amazing, can I, can I come drum for you? And I was like, yeah, might as well. I get a bass player in and we'll see what happens. And the more stuff I wrote, so that, that first album, I pretty much wrote it all just on an acoustic guitar and then it, transpired into like a full band mix um it was it was i suppose it was just one of those things that slowly started spitballing um and i think for me i'd always i missed having a band i I think um it was recently i heard someone attest it to kind of being on a sports team now Mm, (laughs) being very sporty um, (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh i mean the only thing i love about sports is the showers after Um, but but it was one of them where um there's 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 such a different vibe working in a band um and i missed it i missed it massively and like i say it was when I met Alex, it was it was one of those things where just having someone to bounce ideas off uh, and someone to work with, someone to write with, Al found a way of, of you know, like his guitaring is so incredible and he's so proficient with what he does and, and like he's got such a tuned ear. Um, and, and I'm very much like the guitar accompanies the fact that I like to write songs and that's it. Um, I love to write and I love to perform. And so when we came together, it was just such a, a, a beautiful mix of both of our, our strengths working in unison. Um, and that was the biggest thing for me is just missing having that someone that you can lean on and having those people around you that like, it's like, say you get pumped, you get excited, you, you know, I, I can send a track over acoustically and suddenly all these ideas start coming out from everyone else and you don't get that working on your own. And I think that's, it's so nice being in a band because it's, it's a team. And then, you know, currently it's, it's moved from that team vibe to like, we're a family. We, we support and love each other and it's great. Um, I've got to say though, I mean, different aspects to a band, um, they, they kind of affect differently, don't they? I mean, like songwriting, for example, can you guys all sit together and write a song together? Who writes the music? Um, Is it a team I effort? Think, can you sit down like, no, cut that, take that out, put this in there? Can you yeah, kind of gel and vibe? Fair, we're quite, um, usually, I mean, a lot of the songs, don't they? And, and it sounds like I'm, I'm bragging and I really don't mean to. A lot of the songs start with me and an acoustic guitar and I'll send them over and then you'll get Al going because he knows, like, I'm like, cool, sweet, three, four chords, nice, easy, kind of either full chord or bar chord. And then Al goes, add, add a ninth or something. And I'm like, I don't know what this means. And he'll go, let's <laughs> let's change the end of, let's change the end of, I'm like, where do I put my fingers, though? What does that mean? Um, and so <laughs> we're, we're very happy to, like, pull um, pull the songs apart to kind of build them up. And then, 
I suppose it's not until we kind of hit the studio where like Lou's been working on bass lines and and playing with stuff and we'll you know work together that way so yeah I suppose it it it's it all has that like starter idea but then the the end result is that collective effort of kind of all of us which I think is really nice I don't know if the boys disagree where they're like, I write them all. It's about bang on, really. These these guys do a lot of the, the melody and, and main main sort of stuff that you'll hear. And I'll just say, send, if you send me the track, I'll work on a bass line. We just kind of bounce it to each other then. And then go for it in the room and see how it goes. I'd love to play like some of the, the old demos of, I mean, songs like Electric and uh, even like After Dark. There's like... My phone's always full. Jack even joked to me earlier, it's like, you never have space on your phone. And it's because I've got so many little <laughs> mini videos of me recording my screen going, and have, I, have I moved this here? And I moved this here. Look, we can do this. And we can do that. And my phone's always completely rammed full of, of videos that I've sent to Jack. Um, I think it's, I need a second phone. It's so funny, though, isn't it? Like after after, after so dark, two phones like now. That's it. Yeah, one phone for each song because it takes that much space. Do you guys like to keep stuff that you've made though i mean like i was chatting to tom bruno my ex co-host who's like yo the usuk website's not working i was like no we archived it for a bit we're not we're not doing a show anymore we had to archive it and he's like have you still got the stuff i was like i've got everything i've ever recorded mate <laughs> like i'm never gonna let go of it because it's all might be something useful there you know that's it our google drive is is we were talking again recently about the fact that it needs a bit of a clear out because we keep absolutely everything there's like version one okay. two three four five six and, and the rest that's good because you never know when you want to maybe like dump, like dive back and maybe dig up some inspiration from older stuff that possibly didn't work out. Didn't NWA fish f the police out of the bin? They were like, "What's this scrumpled up piece of paper?" And all of a sudden, they put it together and you are like, "Oh, that we threw yeah. that away!" And it's a yeah. very iconic song. Yeah, it's a very iconic song. It? It's amazing. Um, I, I want to speak to the brothers because uh, famously, brothers in music tend to do really well whether you know you talk about the gallagher brothers leto brothers um one of my favorite bands at the moment is highly suspect um they've got the two brothers that run the band but they don't sing but they play together in perfect harmony um uh have you guys always played together have you been able to gel when you when you put music together is this has been a lifelong thing for you both yeah i think lou and i started off um i mean i personally started playing guitar when i was around the age of 10 um but the guitar ventured into the household much earlier than that when i can't remember how old you were lou but there was seven. i just remember a guitar was it 11 wasn't it? and it got no seven, seven. i was seven yeah. and then the guitar got stole off me <laughs> yeah because oh, no. myself and my older brother just jowled with it a little bit more than you 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 grabbed your skateboard and you were straight back outside after a week wasn't you yeah. um but but myself and my older brother really jowled with the guitar uh but as soon as it came to that point where you get good enough as a musician i think to go out and and start to think about playing gigs and writing your own music. Uh, we were always, it was never in question. We were never looking for different instrumentalists. Obviously you took the bass, didn't you, much much later on? Yeah, when I, was, when I was 12, I picked up, I thought I'll give, I want to try playing bass. And that was it. Never looked back. So <laughs> Nothing better than a sexy bass track, I tell you. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. It's I'm a sexy bass player. player. And a sexy bass player. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Actually, uh, Lou, I've got. Um, I, I had a great video that we won't upload to um, Streamyard. They're like, you've taken up too much space. But well, I'm recording backstage, <laughs> and you give phone. me a really cheeky. You, you're like, playing, and you're like <laughs> in the background. You, you, you look sexy. I think it was really fun because you, you were having fun. You're having a great time. Yeah, I've got to say, 
um, party in the park was an awkward set for you guys because it was kind of like in, it, they played music, everybody gathered around at the beginning, then they all dispersed to go and get beers and stuff, right? Yeah. And it's before kind of the headline sort of act came on. Um, so everybody's out getting beers. It wasn't the, there was there were thousands of people there, but not directly at the stage. Um, so you did a great job to bring people in, and I got that on footage. It's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we did just tell you you guys were awful right at the beginning, just to, just to, just to drop it down a little bit. Like, Let's get this out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I brought some sunglasses where they I was going to do the Howard Stern thing, like, you know, so, so you guys have done music for a long time, huh? <laughs> which, which one of you is the worst? Which one of you needs? <laughs> needs a bit more encouragement huh? <laughs> no that's a serious question <laughs> um how do you um guys get in focused get in the zone when you're about to go on stage to play a, a gig we've recently started talking quite a lot between i mean louis has started doing quite a lot of vocal warm-ups haven't you prior to to set now and that's become a little bit of a focus point it's like 40 minutes to an hour beforehand it's like vocal warm-ups commence and and recently we started getting together to do that as a free piece as well um but we do get nervous um even the little shows and the big shows we still get nervous so we do communicate quite a lot don't we and and just say look just get on there do your thing um you can get into your head can't you it happens for everyone i think really and i think we've got that haven't we the one of the big things we did we did a show and i think i I know especially me and al walked off um and it was sort of post-covid and both of us were kind of in our heads a little bit about it we were like actually i don't feel didn't feel good i didn't feel in a in the right mindset for it and sort of post that um the big thing we took away from it was just like just get up and have as much fun as we can like we're all in it together whatever happens happens but as long as we we kind of have fun just enjoy it just soak up however long of a set we've got um and just roll with it and and that was that was a real big shift for me that was a really a big change because that was that was pre-lou coming in the band as well um that we'd had that moment of like that gig didn't feel I didn't feel personally like internally didn't feel good and I'll kind of voice similar thoughts afterwards like yeah no I know what you mean and whether it was post-covid anxieties or, or whatever it was I don't know but um Lou joined and like I say the the energy that he brings is so different and it, and it really helped to elevate us so before going on there's just there's always that thing of like we do have vocal warm-ups lou makes like these incredible teas i don't know what he does and i was like he needs to start selling these teas because they are like an alchemist when i had covid we was at a gig in uh, in in Birmingham, wasn't we? At the Sunflower Lounge, and obviously yeah. the promoter just poked his head round the, the sort of the storage area, but it was so full in there, like you couldn't put your feet down. There was everyone's gear was in there, and Lou's there with his Tupperware open, loads of suspect-looking tea, and uh, <laughs> this guy comes in and he's like, "It's just tea. It's just tea. That's not what it looks like." 
He's got one of them things out of Harry Potter that just like screams when you pull it out the plant. Part. <laughs> he's got, he's got a mandrake with him. That, that was yeah. it. He's got a mandrake. He's like, Do you want one? <laughs> 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 it, it, it was. I can just imagine him actually. It's just tea, and he's like, it's just tea. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Um, uh, well, you know what? It, it, it's it's kind of natural, I imagine, for for a lot of musicians to go on stage, and because I, I can't imagine, I can't understand how you how musicians do it. Guitar players remembering their their notes and stuff. Whilst Jack, you you jump around an awful lot. I got some still. I, I, again, that video didn't work, but you put some energy into your shows and you wouldn't um, think it I'm, for a big lad would you <laughs> <laughs> and you know i've done a bit of comparing before all i gotta do is stand there and talk and i get inside my own head and i remember i was at the um the, the shropshire virtual show i don't even remember this guys it was like a hybrid show that they did in much wenlock in the cavalier center and the shrewsbury biscuit were like the hosts so there were thousands of people there were tv cameras and we'd be like hey that was uh, such and such, and coming up next, we've got da-da-da. But first, we're going to see a video from da-da-da. And that was us throughout the whole day, but we did a bit of comparing too because it was like a hybrid event. And um, I remember I sh- I ended the show. I was on stage. Guys, this has been a great show. And I was like, um, uh, thank you for joining us at the at the Shrewsbury Virtual Show. It wasn't. It was the Shropshire Virtual Show. <laughs> <laughs> made, made, a, made an idiot of myself and probably in front of like probably 50,000 plus people. You know, it does happen. And I'm just talking, yeah. never mind jumping around with a guitar. So hats off to you, you know. Thank you. Um, I think it's that it's that practice time, ultimately, and the muscle yeah. memory. It's, it's the music some, as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we've had like rough sounding gigs where you're struggling to hear stuff, mm. and it's like you just know, you know where it is, and, and you know what to play. But it is down to that. Yeah, just being ready for it, I guess. It's that cliche movie yeah. thing, isn't it? You know, when a band gets on stage and there's that or mic feedback. <laughs> and then they play the best show ever. So, George, I've, I sent you um, the Chase and August stuff. Uh, you've been listening to it for the last couple of days from Stateside. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, the UK and US have two very different sounding music palettes, I guess. Um, I guess. What, yeah. what do you, what, as an American, what do you feel about the music you've been listening to? Um, to be honest, if I kind of, I kind of oddly just felt inspired to do stuff, you know, um, I, I like the vibe that you guys put off and they have a great sound. Um, the first thing that he sent me to listen to was the, uh, yeah, call the, uh, chasing call the, the cavalry. chasing the cavalry. I'm sorry. Call the cavalry. And, yes, call sorry. the cavalry. And, and, um, I really enjoyed that sound, so I, you know, I kept listening more, and then I was listening to the, I think it was your self-titled um, album, and one of my favorite songs yeah. on there was Pages, and I just, it, it hit like a, it hit like a, a note where like it hit me, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to swear, but <laughs> uh, it's, fine, is, I'll be, uh, it's fine, it's fine, <laughs> it would hit a, a spot where I was like, man, I really, I feel this, so you guys make incredible music, and one of my questions was, where do you get your inspiration, you know, to actually write all this stuff do you guys like because I, I know you said that you create the music and then everyone kind of like joins in uh, how much of how much of the whole band um comes in and makes a song come to you know fruition yeah i think um all of us to be fair all of us adds our own 
kind of flavor and flair and influences to it you know i'm massively influenced and you can and i think you can hear it in it and it's always something we've laughed and joked about and in school it was even worse but i always sing with an american accent because i grew up loving american bands like blink 182 you know 30 seconds to mars kings of leon food fighters all of that good stuff so i really love that um that type of I don't know, pop punk, skate punk, old rock, whatever you want to call it. Like that's that's my vibe. And so, for me, the the biggest influence in that has always been kind of that. I always wanted to do those like anthemy sounding songs where it was like I want to do that like Angels and Airwaves style stuff. Um, one of my top bands, love them, um, and like Thirty Seconds to Mars style vocals. Um, and so. I think it's one of them where, you know, we all contribute our different influences, which I think is what forms the sound so well, because our influences aren't too far apart. We've we've all got similar bands that we like, but then we've all got different ones. And I think that that feeds into it. And then lyrically, um, I made a real big shift when I, I wrote for Chase in August. In the lyrical sense, I wanted to write more true to myself and realistic so i write stuff that has meaning to me or my personal experiences but i wrote them in a more metaphorical way whereas in my previous band i always wrote fantasy so i i know um it and it's really weird because at the time and a couple of the tracks when you when i listen back to them anyway um from my old band um i always remember like what was happening at that time because i was like oh that was based on this book i was reading and it was based all in fantasy of these stories that I've heard. Whereas I think the difference with Chase in August for me and, and what makes it, you know, it's so special is I can relate each song to something personal for me. So either an experience or, or it's about someone, but it's not done in a really direct way. It's done in a real metaphorical way, which is, which was, and what continues to be such a driving influence for me is just keeping it really honest to myself. Oh, and we really, we really experimented as well, didn't we? From from a, a writing perspective, I know earlier, Jack, you touched on the idea that you, rightly so, a lot of the like songs like Wonderless, for example, it started with Jack on a guitar and vocals, um, whereas a song like Electric was completely composed before any lyrical content existed. So yeah. there's two very different songs there. And and, and I know from, a, from a, a writing perspective, I can listen back to that and I can spot it, <laughs> I can hear it. Um, After Dark was a, a happy accident, wasn't it, when we were mm. trying to write for one song and then ended up making a completely different one. Um, but a yeah. lot of that, again, we, we were experimenting. We had the lockdown. We were doing a lot of Zoom-related re- recordings. And I know I was copying and pasting vocals around and throwing them around, even the... The middle eight in After Dark, for example, those woes just got pasted in the end just to see what they were like there. And it ended up becoming a thing for the tracks. So there's a lot of experimentation there. It was also uh, the, yeah, the middle eight on After Dark, wasn't it? You'd taken yeah. my, because like really interesting, it was based off like a ballad I'd written that was called Heaven. And the chord structure, we were playing around with it and we had so many different ideas. And I was like, I just want to try some up for two minutes pop punks it up and i was like i mean for me i was like creme de la creme i'm all over this like <laughs> let's go and then the the middle eight he took a section of my um first verse the vocal line i'd done and he drops it into the middle eight and it was literally it was just the please help me out um 
pack up, let's leave right now, or what, whatever it originally was. It was that it was that, um, and he put it, and he was like, I thought this would sound that, and straight away it was like, oh my god, it was like I didn't think of that, and this is again that that excitement of working together is, it's just those little bit of mad, those little bits of magic that happen along the way that that um, that you wouldn't get on your own. It's um, it's something that. I think a lot of a lot of people when they think about oh I want to be a rock star the kind of that, that's one of the most exciting things I think when you think about it, is like writing a song together and releasing your material to the world that kind of that kind of uh, that clarity when it all comes together it just seems like something really cool to me um, you know I've watched documentaries about Oasis and other bands where they're in recording studios and they're falling out about things and then all of a sudden it just comes together uh, the Jimmy Levine stuff you know in the art in the in the in the studio make sure it's right it's got to be right it's got to be right gotta be right and then it just comes together it can be grueling work but when it comes together and it becomes perfect i guess it it, it makes it worth it right I, I absolutely love the process it's so infectious and i as soon as you've got an idea and it starts to come to fruition a little bit it start you start to navigate down these corridors don't you and you can't think about anything else i'll be out like shopping i'm like i gotta get back i gotta get back i'll record really cringy voice memos on my phone just singing melodies because <laughs> i need to get the ideas down somewhere so there's loads of random things on my phone so you can um, hear it, alex before you see him <laughs> <laughs> al, is, al is king of the voice note you get like i had like five minutes on the voice i'm at work <laughs> <laughs> and i actually did say Sinking lads, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> I actually asked you to take a seat. <laughs> there was a bit when you were talking, Jack, as well, a second ago. You were like, Oh, yeah, my biggest influence are Angels on Airways, 30 Seconds to Mars, Blink 182. So uh, I really, I really influenced on, on Cher. I was thinking that, that that would have been a great line. I was just in my head. I, mean, I was like, That would have been so perfect. I mean, I will fight anyone who says a bad word again. I love Cher. Cher, <laughs> if anything, Cher should be, you know, in the uh, Turn Back Time video when she's on the Navy ship. I mean, this is really showing that I love Cher. I should just rock that outfit on stage. I think it would win. To be fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just walk out. Do you I would give you let's do a whip around let's, let's get Jackson <laughs> I think you could really pull it off but keep the beard as well <laughs> Lewis is that kind of shrinking so like, please don't <laughs> <laughs> just look like Dave Grohl it's um, Lewis is, is, is Jack incorrigible will he do it if he's egged on enough <laughs> yeah quite easily we, we wouldn't even need to egg him on he'd just, just, <laughs> just do it yeah. just say have you bought it yet <laughs> I'll just put some, just put some <laughs> tights on the floor in the rehearsal room and know what to do. <laughs> so they were just sitting there so I put them on yeah <laughs> no, I can't get him off yeah. I'm not going to let him go to waste <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys are rec- recording you material material uh, and you've sent me some clips of, of you guys in the recording studio getting it all together. Um, I've just put them in randomly, but we'll, we'll look, take a look at a couple of these and then you can explain what's going on afterwards. So here's, here's the first clip. By the way, I'm, I'll check these and StreamYard has done a weird thing and made it look grainy as hell. So I'm very sorry about this, but here's, here's the first clip I found. Here we go. <laughs> I looked at that and I thought, what is going through your head? 
<laughs> was, I, uh, get, I get lost in myself. Don't no, 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 no. It's 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 classic Al when he's hit a dud note recording and he'll just play just something totally mental. <laughs> <laughs> the best it's like, it's, it's like his thing. It puts me down that I've made a mistake, so I have to make up for it somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's that, that clip is shortened as well. That goes yeah. on for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the audio listeners at home, um, Alex is playing a jam uh, on the on the on the guitar. And then it pans to Lewis, and he's just shaking his head at him like, what? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this typical, like, Lee guitarist syndrome where I'm like, does it need a solo? It definitely needs a solo. Let's try a solo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do a solo. When's my solo? Why do a solo? <laughs> um, okay, well, let's have a look at another, uh, another clip right here. I love it. Jack, <laughs> I love it. If I could turn back time. <laughs> Again, for the audio listeners, that was a, vi- a video of Jack just gyrating. gyrating to music. That was me trying to entice the drummer in. Do you know what I mean? Like, are you sure you don't want to join the band full time? Luke, what you could get at every moment. The way that room's like set up, it's like corridor, isn't it? And it kind of pans off into yeah. sort of a triangle. So so Jack's facing the drummer um, right there. But that, that, that was quite funny, wasn't it? <laughs> and, I mean, that's my girlfriend recording me as well at the time. So you know, she's she's captured in by it as well. I mean, she's probably letting think of what I've let myself in for. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> she's probably thinking, I can't wait to see if he's got the tights on underneath them jeans. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet she wishes she could turn back time. Wait, that's exactly what you should do on your next performances: have the tights, the whole everything underneath, and get breakaway pants and a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Take them out. I feel like a party. Time to party. We'll look at one more. Then here we go. Here's this one. Come along. And I'm ready to fly in the truth Come alive And I'm leading this world to you Come alive It's easy if you choose Wonderful. I love that so much. That is awesome. I, I, I love Jack's voice. Um, ever since I, yeah. I first heard the band, I was just pulled in. Look at me, he's getting all bashful now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I absolutely love your voice, mate. It's so good. You do have a very like, amazing voice. We can't, we can't just like shy away from that. You have a great sound. <laughs> there's been, a, there's been some, uh, moments at rehearsal where, especially in Upstairs, and he hits this note, and I've always turned to Alan, it's like, he can't see it but you just know he's nailed it yeah he's got a really good and, voice and the best thing is that's your that's your voice for life now you're not going to do a Homer Simpson and be like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I've got some uh, recordings from college where my voice is, is very ropey yeah well you know it's. Uh, do you think do you, this is a good question to ask actually do you feel like after a few years, your voice gets better or worse? Um, 
I don't know, really. Uh, I think it depends on how you look after it. Obviously, vaping and all that good stuff definitely doesn't help. Um, I've definitely found I push. I, I, I've probably. I'm at an age now where I know the capabilities of my voice. So I know, I mean, Owl's done stuff before. He's like, oh, mate, let's take it up another key and another key. And, another. and I was like, no, no, no. I was like, you, you are straight <laughs> up out, of, out of my comfort zone here. Um, so, yeah, so I think. Um, I think my voice has got better through control because um, I know how, how to control it. And, and I know there's been gigs before where I've lost it midway in terms of like I've just blown it out or um, I've had a bad throat and I'm like, I know I can't do it. So I just, I know how to bring like my register down and the key down and go, cool, actually, I'm going to have to sing everything really low. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it gets better just through control um, and just practice, just practicing as much as I can. What about you, Alex? Well, we we switched to in-ear monitors recently, didn't we? Um, oh. I say re- I say recently. Uh, when I joined the band, I, I wasn't a big singer. Um, like my, my my appetite when I was younger was just I was so engrossed in the guitar, I didn't pay attention to anything else. And it's only as I got a bit older that I realised that if you're going to be in a band, you've you've got to be able to do some backing <laughs> vocals. It's just like part and parcel of what you do. Um, I forgot where I was going with that now. <laughs> whether your age gets better, whether your age gets better with voice, or your voice gets better with age. Your voice gets better with age. That's it. Mm. Yeah. I, I think. I think my voice. And I don't, I don't want to sort of blow, blow smoke up my own arse here, but I think my voice has got better as the band as I've been in the band a little bit longer and longer. Um, with the switch to the in-ear monitors, being able to hear myself better on a live stage. We rehearse with the same uh, uh, gear as well, don't we? So we always have the exact same in-ear feeds in rehearsals that we have on the live stages. So I feel like it's it's definitely brought my voice out. I know Lewis has started recently, like, mocking me, saying I've got this Charlie Simpson vibe to my voice now. <laughs> you have oh, got really? it. It's not a mock. It sounds amazing, yeah. mate. And Lewis is, Lewis is um, um, think, you, you know, when you, you mock me, go on, do it. It's funny. I can't do it. He imitates me, and it's actually hilarious. No, my daughter's that... in bed, so... <laughs> Charlie Simpson from Busted. Uh, he did fight, it, yeah. fight Star. Fight Star, he did. And that was it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got a good voice, man. Yeah. He's a good yeah. person uh, to sound like. Yeah. I think Jack, Jack taught me quite a lot about, uh, and not just, like, not not from, from directly sitting me down and saying, this is how you need to sing, but more of a, I, I realised that Jack was, like you said, American pronunciation. Um, I started pronouncing my vocals a little differently um, on what I wanted them to sound like and, that that I've started. I mean, I experimented quite a lot since I started in the band in 2019. I feel like I've found my voice now, uh, which wasn't there. So I think it does get better with age. I think, like like Jack said, improvements. Your good. Your, yeah, your confidence yeah. as well really came out. I, I think just having that because I, <clears throat> whilst people saying it's so lovely to hear people say, "Oh, you've got such a good voice." I'm never like, oh my God, I'm an amazing singer. I think I'm great. I just love singing and I love singing loud and big. And, and I'm like, yeah, I just love it. So why not do it? And and Al, his confidence has really come on to the point where it's like, it's like I say, I, I get a bit jealous. I'm like, oh man, his harmony line's so good. I want to sing that instead. So if I'm listening, I always sing Al's parts because he, he's, his tone is beautiful and it really complements mine. So yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's um, key, is that the harmony between yeah. both. And I think that's what I'm getting from what I'm hearing. And the, the songs that I enjoy the most are the ones where your harmony is just on point. Like, I'm not saying that the, yeah. the other songs are crap. I'm not saying that at all. I love them mm. all. But the ones I love the most are the ones where you guys are just banging it out with confidence. Like you said, I think yeah, confidence it. is definitely key with that. Go big. 
Go yeah, big. Um, well, seeing as seeing as like you know vocals are such a big part of of you know any song, um, how, what what are your um, what do you normally do to preserve like your voice before like a big show? Um, there's a lot of tea. I don't know. That sounds really silly, but like uh, like cups of tea uh, with like lemon in or honey, um, but not like hot. Tend to drink a lot of water pre-show again, and it sounds really like it sounds really devery. But you're like, I can't have cold water, and I can't have like piping hot cups of tea. Everything just has to be like tepid or lukewarm, because um, it, it, it one because it's really good for the vocal cord. And I did a lot of like. I've read so much stuff about how to preserve and maintain it um, ahead of shows. There's more I could definitely do and would like to do. Um, a really good meal, as daft as it sounds, because of the energy. The the If you have something that sustains your energy, it's similar to, like I said, like sports and like a football team. You want something that's going to not bog you down and be really like claggy on your throat. So like nothing like dairy and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to have nothing in you because otherwise the fatigue hits you and it does take a massive stress. You're purely then just relying on adrenaline. Um, and then really sillily, it's things like people always think like whisper will save your voice. It's actually more damaging for it um, to whisper and be. So it's a lot of like limited talking, which is hard for me because talk a lot um, and, <laughs> and lots of just lots of fluids. Um for me and then obviously Lou Lou's really big on the vocal warm-ups which which is key to it um so yeah he's he really sort of he's good to have him there in that sense if he's very like no we've got to do this let's go do it I used to I used to do, um, work at Shrewsbury Prison and um, I used to do scare acting stuff um, and one of the roles I had and bear in mind this is Halloween we do this every single night or uh, you know night night after night after night on the run and my voice was like this, right? I was real gruff. <laughs> and I'd get real energetic and scream in people's face. And I'd like, like, it was just really like intense. And after the second night, I, uh, I was like, oh my God, how am I going to keep this up all through Halloween? <laughs> like, um, but like, yeah, I used to like the twinnings, like fruit tea and stuff. Um, yeah. just sit and drink that because it's, it really is soothing on the back of your throat. And I'd stay away from things like Coke and Pepsi, things like that, because it would just make it just like you say, claggy in the back of your throat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Carbonation is definitely not good for that. I remember when I first joined the band, like I, I remember we. I remember us doing quite a lot of shows, Jack, and like at the end of it, your voice was just completely blown out, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, especially the small club shows that we were doing. Um, <clears throat> like we did, like the shed in Shrewsbury, and in even the one in Southport as well. You've just completely blown your voice out, uh, and that's when we spoke about investing in an in-ear monitoring system. That was our kind of first yeah. point, wasn't it? We were like, we need to preserve these because you, you're pushing so hard to hear yourself through the monitors, but the monitors aren't turned up loud enough. Is that the bodyguard yeah. style? coily things that you guys put yeah yeah yeah, they were a game changer because like i said being able to to hear your voice and not have to push it over all the all the sound yeah was was such a uh, such a difference it's really it's really fun to gig with them so it was like a like like a night and day type thing where it's like man it really helped like Million. Yeah. Oh, it's just like high definition all of a sudden wasn't it yeah. like, it's literally like listen to the record in your ears and um, i yeah. just think our overall performance as a band just got better since we've started using them because you can so, hear everything so well okay. so what does it do then does it sort of condense the sound from your instruments into your ear into a, a more acceptable level rather than is that what it does or do you hear yeah, your like noise cancelling 
Okay. Oh, okay. They're, literally, they're like earplugs, but you just, you, yeah, yeah, it just yeah, goes yeah. essentially. What goes on, it goes in. headphones, aren't they? And then we yeah. can we can pick. So it's essentially our monitor, but we can we have the control over how much or how little of something comes in. So for me oh. personally, I have my vocal as the loudest part so i can always hear my vocal over everything else and it's crisp and it's clear it's it's literally headphones in my ear um and then i have obviously the lads leveled so that because we did we've done a gig where it was like the mix was really off and i was getting like loads of the lads and couldn't hear myself so i had to kind of rip it out because i was like i can't pitch where i need to pitch because i can't hear um, oh. the guys like we well, shut up are you singing over us it's just from the the music being so loud and everything being distorted you're not exactly sure where you need to be yeah, yeah. That's makes it. sense yeah it's yeah. so off-putting and you can get into your head so much on a live stage there's been a quite a lot of shows we've done where we've for whatever reason not been able to use our own equipment because the engineers are like i've got a decimate the whole stage to put that into our, our system so this is what i can do for you so they'll send us some in ear sends from their own console and uh, it's never what we rehearse with what we used to um, so there's been so many shows where it's been really awkward isn't it yeah i like to i like to hear my voice in my ears like it sounds daft but i did yeah. a i did it like helps. a um yeah, it really does help. Like, helps. Monitoring your own voice. Uh, this is why I, I like to. I don't have to use headphones. Joe Rogan doesn't have to use headphones, but <laughs> it is better to, so you can monitor your own voice. Yeah. Um. I remember I went to. It's like it's a bit like um, <laughs> it's a bit like uh, X Factor, but for the radio. And I went to BBC Radio Shropshire to be like, and he had to tell a story for like a, <clears throat> a minute. So I turned up and there was a mic there, and they're like, right, go. And I was like. Uh, I can't hear my voice, and they were like, "Yeah, and get on with it, fat boy." Like, I was not that rude. And I was like, "Okay, let's do it." And I had, I had, I'm not used to like talking without hearing my own voice. And I'm, now, when I do the radio, I don't hear my own voice, but I've got obviously got the levels I can see whether it goes too loud or what have you. And I, I struggle talking over a bed you know the music in the background hey guys welcome to the show it's really hard because i can't hear my own voice yeah so what i've done now is whenever i do the radio i turn my volume right down so i i, I don't have to hear the music i can just look at the levels um but that's that's just a, a cheap uh, trailer park way of doing the radio again um, well that's just a, that's just a different skill in itself right so now you have to just physically monitor it instead of listening to it like what you're used to that's it. yeah um now, guys, we're here for a reason. Obviously, you guys have been recording new material, and we want to tell the folks about it. Um, um, so, Jack, uh, we just heard you singing vocals for the the new single, wasn't it? Was that uh, for Liftoff? Yeah, that's the Your one. Your new single. Oh, what? See, oh, Streamyard. Yeah. Just, just, just do that to the picture. That's a really good picture as well. There's the logo. We'll put it on our Facebook page. I wonder um, why it's doing that. I don't know. It doesn't usually do that. I mean, look at my old photos. Look, yeah. there you go. Just plug my own radio show. Uh, I don't know why it's doing <laughs> sorry, James. It's all a shameless <laughs> plug right here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh my finger slipped. <laughs> yeah. um, Here's my Patreon. <laughs> uh, I've got to say, Jack, um, after listening to um, Liftoff, I've been listening to it all day. Uh, I sent it to Jack as well. You're talking about 30 seconds to Mars. Um, the the beginning of that, I do get a lot of that. Um, not the last album, the one before it. I've forgotten the name of it. Um, I get a lot of that from that. But that album was actually made in a sound lab, not a studio. They literally made let scientists make that. And if you can get anywhere near that by doing what you guys do, 
bravo i think it sounds phenomenal yeah i wanted um, to bring that up with liftoff because it had such a 30 seconds like inspiration it was yeah very it's very yeah, nice but better <laughs> where did the idea come from liftoff guys um liftoff was uh so one of our um He's kind of, is he a producer, Al? What, what do we call Yeah, him? I mean, I, sp- I, I suppose we refer to Craig as our recording engineer nowadays, don't we? Because yeah. he'll, he'll often sit in on sessions and, and do some of the, the, the recording elements so that we can actually concentrate on our recording as opposed to being heads of space everywhere else. But yeah, our recording yeah. engineer is a good term, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So, um, so Craig was the one who kind of came up with the music originally on the demo. So he had this like idea. And again, Craig's a really big kind of ADA fan as well um, and all of that. And he was like, I've got this idea, which I instantly gravitated to because I was like, this is my kind of vibe. Um, and then Al kind of picked it all apart. And because we use Kempers, which means they're just, I mean, they're, they're so unbelievable what you can do with them and especially what Alex does with them. Like he just creates sounds um, and kind of brings it all to life that way. Um, And it was just one of them. I was like, I I really wanted to, there was just something about it, especially when that chorus hits and, and, you know, and I do sing the, the, the line come alive, but in like really weirdly, I had the last line of the chorus where it was before we get lost, get ready for liftoff. And so I kind of built the song around that because I was like, yeah, I really want to have this. Like, it, it does feel like it's lifting off. It's like you've got in a in a rocket and you, you're going to take off on this like crazy adventure. And and for me, it was very much like that's kind of what the band's still doing at the minute. I feel like we're at a point where we're we're on the cusp of of the next thing. Something big's coming. We put so much effort and so much passion and and drive behind it all that it kind of feels like it is literally about to lift off. And, and that's what I wanted to reflect in the song. And, and you know, the line, uh, a tale of a boy with a head full of dreams. It's like, we've all still got that head full of dreams. Like, it's going to happen. We know it's going to take off. And and I just, I don't know, the song just really, really sat with me and resonated in a different way. So I wanted it to be this big space anthem. I wanted to go, I want to go to space with it. Are we allowed to play like 10 seconds of the track? Yeah. You're talking about, uh, you're talking about it lifting off uh, before I share, play this. Um, when I, when I, a few, few years ago, I was very down in, in myself. I was very, my, my, I had a bit of depression. Life was a bit, bleh, and we're talking like 12 years ago now. It's not, it's gone. It's an environmental thing. But one of the songs I feel like picked me up a bit and genuinely like something snapped in my brain was fire by Kasabian because it yeah. starts off with that and then he goes I'm on fire! And it's just like, it just yeah. honestly so something that can do that um like what liftoff genuinely did to me i feel like you've just you, it's a really hard thing to do to to actually move someone emotionally with music yeah. uh, and, and it sounds like i'm blowing smoke up you guys backsides but i'm not i, I think it's genuinely like listen to this guys um 
just tell people about my TikTok there on the on the feed. Great guys, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, so this is Lift Off. We're going to play it from the SoundCloud. If you got if you can't hear it, let me know because I know sometimes these websites have a way of not sharing audio. But um, we'll play about ten seconds, I think, uh, of the track or four. Go. I have to stop there, otherwise I'm probably eventually in the future YouTube might go. We don't want you to share that. Could you guys hear that? Okay. We didn't get it, mate. No, nope. it didn't come through for us. Mm. Very just strange. For just for you. Oh, just for me then. I'm no, glad you enjoyed it, Alex. <laughs> and you guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't hear me. I don't know why. I think that's probably SoundCloud's way of going, No, you're not sharing the music illegally. Sorry. <laughs> so um Actually, do you know what? I think it might have been. Um did you not hit audio? No, yeah, I think that's what I did. Should we try that again? Wait there a second. No, why not? No, 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 no. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> We're so professional here uh, at the Shrewsbury Biscuit. Um, share system audio. There we go. Let's try this again, shall we? Um, uh, here we go. This is uh, Lift Off by Chase and August. <laughs> And there we go. That's all I'm going to yeah. play. Um, Love it. Fantastic, guys. That is an amazing sound. To, to uh, How long did it take to get that perfect? We uh, we tracked across quite a lot of sessions, didn't we? So the video from earlier where Jack was gyrating in front of the drum kit, that was like, <laughs> that was that was session one. So that was drum session. That was done in one day. Um, we, we took on self-production, didn't we? Quite a, a couple of singles back. So electric and after dark and wonderlust and lift off are all self-produced uh, but we outsourced the mixing and mastering so we did all of our own production basically in that regard so we moved on to into the room i mean now actually to track the bass on one other session um i mean trying to think it probably took about six weeks probably wasn't it across we started in may and um was when we actually started recording the drums because I had a look the other day at the when I was looking at the videos that we'd taken and it, yeah it started in May and yeah I think it I think it took about six to eight weeks for us yeah. to get it to mix yeah get it ready for mix and um, when's it due out 26th of August so of August. Not, I know not yeah. long oh, four days so before exciting. my birthday because I'll make everything about me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for the song. (laughs) And we did get a cleared up, um, cleared up image there of lift off the the artwork. Who did that artwork? So that artwork is done by my friend, uh, Vicky Taylor. Um, She's a girl I used to work with. Um, She's a, she's a brilliant um, graphic designer um, she did she did a couple of the designs for the Wonderlust t-shirts when we did Wonderlust. Um, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. So we were chatting straight away and I was like, oh, can you design me some stuff for, for Liftoff? And she really um, she really enjoys designing to music. She, would, she finds it really inspiring because she's like, I can really mm-hmm. design to music. It's a, it's a really useful way. So she started building all this and I was kind of like, I want it to be spacey. I want it to feel like it could be a patch that you wear um, and stuff like that. 
Yeah. And um, and so, yeah, so Vicky did that for us and she's done um, the merch range for it as well that will be coming out soon. So we've got like the little spaceman drinking a little juice and he's sat <laughs> on a moon. So, yeah, so there's, there's some really cool stuff coming with it. If you guys have a hat coming out, I'm going to have to pre-order one of them. I love my hats. I do love yeah, hats. Yeah. The biscuit guy walking around with a lift off hat. I mean, you got to see this. Jack, Jack loves the merch as well. He loves sitting on the merch store for hours and making designs. And I literally, like, I'm so, because there's, there's a version of the front cover. So my nickname is Norks because my, because my surname is Norkop. Um, good old Jackie Norks. <laughs> um, but uh, there's, there's a version of the rocket. You'll see it says on the, on the, the single cover it says r2ftt so what we try and do in a lot of our designs or a lot of our stuff is we we drop like little hidden messages in everything um but there's a version of that design that just says norks on it instead of r2ftt because i love i love my uh custom custom merch <laughs> <laughs> Good. that's awesome you guys, you guys look and sound fantastic. Uh, where can you guys? Where, where can the listeners and the viewers um, find out more about you? Social media, websites. What have you got going? Go on, though. Tell them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you can go on, on to our, our link tree. Um, it will link you to absolutely everything. So uh, it's. Well, I don't even know what the starting link tree is. <laughs> I don't know what the link tree. Basically, just look for yeah, we, we are, are chasing August on yeah. pretty much every platform and you'll find us i need to look into link link tree um because uh it's like oh i got the podcast and the the websites and then the social media and then the linkedin and the blah blah blah, blah. um so yeah it's a great idea to to get yeah. um well guys i think you're fantastic honestly we hit it off really well after the festival i'm glad we kept in touch uh, and I want to wish you the best of luck with the sing, sing, uh, oh, the single. Uh, is, is this going to be part of an LP, or are you making an album? Oh. Obviously, we've been we've been releasing like singles after singles after singles, haven't we? Um, but yeah. we have recently discussed that the, the next thing we want to do is an album. So, well, yeah, there's there's potentially one other that follows this, and then we we're, we're going to do the album. So, yeah, definitely one more. Yeah. And I think really importantly, have you got any shows coming up? People can go see you live. Yes, we've got um, Loop Festival in Shrewsbury, um, which is the seventeenth of September. Yeah, uh, you start following me on, um, on on Instagram. I need to reach out. I need to reach yeah, out to those guys. Yeah, they're doing. Um, it's to raise. It's like I think it's fifty bands in ten venues across the day in Shrewsbury, and it's to raise money for the neonatal unit. So we were like, yep. Signs up. We're on board. Let's do it. And we we can't go about mentioning the Shropshire Music Awards. Uh, I'll be speaking to them next week. Um, I, uh, did you guys get nominated for something for them? No, no, we, didn't, no. we haven't. We haven't. Like no one likes us. <laughs> no, no one, no one actually likes us. But I feel like we should be in America because they might like us more. <laughs> George, would you have them in America? Oh, definitely. Yes, definitely. We'll, yeah. yeah, I love I love the sound. I mean, you guys are great. The new song yeah. "Liftoff" is very LA, and that, that sounds like a weird thing to say, but it seems like it really, it really, it really is. It yeah. really is. So there you go. 
maybe George can um, sort of organise a, a little uh, LA tour for you. Get in touch with some venues. I'm well up for that. I'm just, uh, <laughs> no, all of a sudden, I'm the LA manager now. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> can we stay at your house? Can, can we stay at your house? We haven't got that much money. <laughs> Tell them we just want pain and tights and we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Get the tights. We'll get the tights. Uh, you imagine, can you imagine that? Look, uh, a tour manager. Are you aware of share? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us, George. Again, thank you so much for joining me on, on today's show. And it's a bit out of yeah. the norm, but I thought it was nice. Added, added a bit of dimension, extra dimension, like uh, stateside, whether you liked it and what have you. I thought it was really good that you added uh, your input today. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, you've got your own podcast things going on, George. Want to tell the folks about that? Oh yeah, you can uh, you can watch my show, Not Your Everyday Critics, on YouTube. Um, it's a show where we review and critique movies, just every genre, every type, everything. Um, you can uh, you can reach out to us uh, on Facebook, Not Your Everyday Critics at uh, Not Your Everyday Critics on Instagram, or you can email us at uh, Not Your Everyday or nyec.gse at gmail you can email us i mean if you like okay. watching movies as much as we do hit me up yeah yeah um uh, you do a great job with that and also as well of course um uh, george joins me from inglorious barstools live show that we do every wednesday from 7 p.m um it's a bit r-rated uh, 8 p.m sorry not 7 p.m 8 p.m every <laughs> wednesday um it's a bit r-rated it's imagine you guys having a few beers with with, with the guys at the pub and we talk about whatever no doesn't have to be ta- uh, like um uh it doesn't have to be like the newest stories whatever's on our mind we play games and uh, we it's just about having a laugh with the mates that's what it is it's yeah. brilliant we love it um also guys before we get out of here i need to tell you guys about pod aid um Podade is back this year. Um, we did it last year, and from 9am on the 29th of September, we'll be going live in front of camera and microphone for a 24-hour live podcast. A non-stop, right field to, to, to 9am on the 30th of September, which is... Uh, international podcast day and like we've done it so that it start we end whilst international podcast day starts uh we're good friends with dave lee the organizer of international podcast day he's, he's a great guy he's going to come on the show and talk to us we have 24 hour long guests that are going to join us then there's a guest that are just fantastic we've got marcus bean coming we've got um eddie pence and jerry rocher we've got adam and the metal hawks which are like crazy big band on tiktok and, and social media right now and if you are you guys aware of this guy is he, look, he looks like a young jack black it looks and sounds like jack black um, i'll have to send you the link they're, they're fantastic yeah uh, we're gonna be raising money for lingan davis uh, last year we raised over three thousand pounds so we're going to try and beat that uh, there are ways that you can help raise money obviously you can donate during the show or beforehand if you really want to uh, or if you've got a, a, a company a business a band a podcast whatever it is you've got uh, you, you can sponsor an hour so for an hour long slot for a hundred pound you can display your logo and we'll be like this hour is brought to you by george lugo he is you know and then we'll we'll make a big deal out of it Tell people about your company. It's a good way to help a charity and get the name out there too. So Podaid, uh, it's is uh, the 29th of September. Wonderful. Um, right. Let's get out of here, guys. We were meant to do this in 40 minutes. It's been over an hour. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Jess. That's me. Uh, we will catch you guys next time. Peace out. Thank you. Thanks, Alec.